This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And we come to you live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Still love the sound of that. Telling you. Every single day I go home and say, and here I come, live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. And the wife says, you are not getting a new Cadillac. She thinks I'm trying to work an angle or something. I'm not. She's believing my mom. My mom always said that I used to hustle all the time. Mom always said, oh, you're a hustler. I said, nah, not me. I just ask questions. That's all. But we are coming to you live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. We definitely appreciate them. Uh, just saw the news that the Raiders hosted defensive tackle Darius Phylon. He was in for a visit today. Of course, he was with the team in 2021. He was hurt at the end of the season. He's a free agent. And I think that's really cool. You know, I, uh, I, I did not know if they were going to be interested in him because he was injured at the end of the season. And I know he had surgery and then he tweeted out that the first surgery didn't go well. uh, So he had to have another one and hopefully this one gets it taken care of. So my only question, I tweeted it out. uh, Field Yates put it out that they hosted him. My, uh, my only tweet was good move. Interested to see when he'll be healthy. Cause I do think if, uh, if Darius Phylon could be healthy at some point, he, a guy that could help out this Raiders defense. Regardless of what Patrick Graham wants to do, I think Darius Phylon is just a football player, right? He's just a guy that can get after the quarterback. He can stop the run. He just brings a little intensity to that defensive line. He absolutely has a, has a role on the defense. My biggest question, as I've said, when is he going to be healthy? How healthy is he going to be? Because, again, with that injury at the very end of the season, that's when you, you hate that. It's the exact opposite of Denzel Good. Denzel Good hurt himself at the beginning of the season, the first game, and you feel pretty good about him being able to get back. But, man, you don't feel good about an injury that happens at the end of the season. You just don't know when uh, the guy is going to become healthy. So, But I thought that was pretty cool. You know, Darius Phylon in for a visit. That's great. You know, and a lot of people will say, well, why does he need a visit? They were with the team last year. New regime. New defensive coordinator. They want to pick his brain. I'm sure they want to pick his brain, talk to him how he might fit in the defense. But I think the, the biggest key was probably a fact-finding to see where he was as far as health. I mean, that's, that's got to be what the biggest key is when it comes to Darius Phylon visiting. Yeah, and also about his visit, I really do hope that the Raiders sign him because I know a lot of athletes aren't on Twitter. You say Twitter's made. You know, it's a cesspool. Right. You know, there's really no point to it. But I love, like, his hunger on Twitter. I love it when a player, like, owns up. Like, anybody gives me a chance. I'm still hungry. Putting out videos, like, the stop he made against the Chargers last game of the season. He said this should have been on one of the Raiders' top plays of the season when they released a top play of the season list. So I just love that confidence that he right. has in himself. Well, I'll tell you what, man. He was, a, he was a hell of a player for the team last year. I mean, he really was. And he was a guy that was out of football for a little while. You know, he was out of football for a little while, that, and actually. yeah, and, uh, and Mike Mayock and John Gruden, they were able to find him and bring him in, and uh, you didn't know if he was going to be able to be a player or what he was going to have in the tank, but he brought it, and he was one of those guys on one of those one-year deals, and you know, it's always, and when, you, when you have your, I don't want to say back against the wall, but when you're out to have to prove something, I think it kind of ratchets everything up a little bit more, you know, I mean, if you know, like if I know damn well that this is the only show I'm guaranteed, tomorrow ain't guaranteed, I bet you it's going to be a hell of a show. 
Exactly, because we always say it, prove it deals. Yeah. He's on a one-year prove yeah, it deal, man. and he made the most of it. Yeah, he really did. So I'm interested to see what the Raiders do if they uh, do indeed sign him. If they do, hey, two thumbs up by me. I'm all good with that. You know, I think that that'd be a really good addition. Uh, the biggest key and the biggest question that they'll have is, is he healthy? But uh, that's just one of the pieces of news that we'll talk about on today's show. We have a pretty much a full show today. We're supposed to be going till 5 o'clock, but we have Aviators Baseball, so we're actually off at 4.30. We estimate that we're going to be off at 4.30. And then we'll actually, what we'll do is we'll go at 4.30, we'll go into the Raiders hour. So they have every Thursday, there's always a Raiders hour. So it really, that should take off about 4.30. We're kind of still waiting to see and trying to get the word. But the one thing we do know is it's a lot longer than yesterday's show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we do know. That show yesterday was over before, I, uh, before we knew it. I'm telling you, as soon as the show was over yesterday and we were live, or I was live at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, I was looking around like, what the hell do I do with myself now? I was almost going to go play in the street. <laughs> you know? It felt like a half day of school, but I wasn't excited about it. Remember when a half day you'd be excited? Oh, school only for right. like two, three hours. Right. But I came in yesterday as I was getting ready to leave. I was like, man, now what? Exactly. You know, now what do you do? You know, on those days, I, I loved the days, half days of school when I was in school. I hate the half days of school now that I'm a parent. Because as <laughs> I've mentioned it multiple times, the only thing kids want to do when they're at home is eat. And they don't eat because they're hungry. They eat because they're bored. It is absolutely a fact of life. If you leave a kid in your house for any period of time and do not get them focused on something, some activity to do, they will just eat. And then they'll stare. You ever have the kid that stares in the fridge? Like, I don't know what the hell you're looking for, but obviously it's not there. You've been there five minutes looking for something to do, Refrigerating the, your, 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 your air conditioning in the whole kitchen. It's not there. Maybe something will look good to you if you look at it another three, four times. No. It all looks the same. That old chicken that you had in there, you know, last night's chicken, leftovers, it still looks like last night's chicken. It's completely, it's, it's, it's nuts. Blows my mind. Sometimes I just look and I'll just stare. Because kids, kids now, I, I definitely sound like the old dude in the room and that's fine. But the kids now, they don't, they don't pay attention like we do. You know, we always look around. I do. I always look around. I'm always uh, very aware of my surroundings. So sometimes I'll be standing there in the kitchen and watching the kids just look in the, in the fridge. And I'm literally staring there, standing there staring at them. And they don't even see me. And so finally I'm like, is there, can, I, can I interest you in anything in there? Just, just entertain me and reach in there and grab anything. I don't care what it is. Just grab it just to make me feel like you actually went in there with a purpose. Maybe that's the best part. There is no purpose. Maybe you overlook something. No. And it's like, ah, man, I, I will take that apple now. I don't know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Kids these days aren't as vigilant <laughs> as they used to be back in the day. <laughs> the lesson we that, learned today. <laughs> Boys and girls, what lesson have we learned? What has old man Q told you today? Back in the day, I used to have eyes in the back of my head. Couldn't get nothing past me. <laughs> coming up on today's show, coming up at 2.30, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station. He's also part of our basketball challenge that we're apparently having. When I was at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center yesterday, I actually sat there and talked with them for a little while. It's funny. Our basketball game became the subject of the whole media room there at Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Everyone. I mean, there was cats that was offended that they weren't even involved in the game. Can they ball? Oh, yeah. There were some ballers in there were like, wait a minute, how come I didn't get the call? And I said, look, DeMond's a terrible GM. And that's, that's what the word was. 
Everyone's like, DeMond's a terrible GM. He's awful. I promise you, when Ed joins the show, ask him. I'm not making this stuff up. I don't make things up. Well, he said it on his show, so I definitely believe him. Oh, you heard it? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, there you go. It's nice to know that I'm being talked about. Oh, no. Everybody in the room was talking about you. Even Cassie. Cassie Soto, who I think we'll have on the show tomorrow, she was just like, how did this even come about, and what were they thinking? Especially, what was DeMond thinking? Sam Gordon was happy to be on my team. He was like, oh, thanks for picking me up, Q. I was like, oh, I got you. I got you. Adam Hill said that it was a wrap. He was like, man, that, that game, they already lost. He 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 had, he canceled you guys' Christmas. Man. And then we were we were dragging Tyler. Dragging <laughs> Tyler. He's the best basketball player in the company. Let him say it. Exactly. Let I him gotta, call I it. I gotta believe him. No, I don't believe him. Apparently, this dude, according to him, played basketball about four days ago, right? Woo. Okay, that's great. He also was at a Houston uh, Arizona Diamondbacks baseball game uh, yesterday instead of being in the studio doing the show. So, I mean, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and call it what it is. <laughs> like I said before, if you're that good, then drive yourself to work. You know what I mean? Don't be staying at home I and mean, saying you can't come to work because this, that ain't that, got the nothing other. to do with putting a ball in the hoop. It does. You know, you're talking it like does. boss man right now. We're talking am. about hooping. No, no, because... There are certain reasons why he says he can't drive to work. So if he can't drive to work for certain reasons, what makes you think he's going to get on the court and be able to navigate through that? That's my saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Flick of the wrist. No, no, no. You got to be able to move. Swish. Uh-huh. I mean, but if anybody wants to be on my team, you can send me an audition tape. Just tweet it at me, at Demond underscore the boss on Twitter, and I'll be sure to look at your film. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. This guy, he's put together the worst team. Your game's going to start. I'm going to come in a suit. Your team is worse than LeBron's team he put together. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm be coached him on at some point. I'm going to just come in a suit. Be like, ah, oh, Q, you ain't here. I got a bad ankle, man, so I'm going to just coach this. That's week. hilarious. Ed Grady joins us at 2.30. He'll talk all things Derek Carr's contract. He'll talk about the Raiders offseason. He'll talk about everything he's been seeing from this new regime. That'll be hit 2.30. And at some point, we'll get into a little basketball conversation with Ed as well. At 3 o'clock, we'll have covered three NFL news and notes of the day. And then at 3.30, I'm very excited about this conversation coming up at 3.30. Dane Brugler from The Athletic, he put out a just a monster of an NFL draft guide. And I'm one of these guys. I'm a sucker for an NFL draft guide. I promise you I buy about three or four every year. Every year, I buy about three or four different ones just to kind of compare and contrast what different draft gurus are saying. But I'll tell you right now, Dane Brugler, when he puts out what he calls the beast, that is the best. And to get it, you really only have to have a subscription to The Athletic. And I do. So I've been going through the beast. And I'm trying to tell you, I love it. He also today put out a seven-round mock draft, a full seven-round mock draft where he has the Raiders taking uh, five guys. He has five picks. He didn't make any trades. But he has them taking some uh, some pretty good players, especially the first two picks, some really good players, a cornerback and a wide receiver. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there. I won't say what names they are, but uh, we'll talk to Dane coming up at 3.30 about that. Then at 4 p.m., our last guest of the show will be Austin Gale from Pro Football Focus. Just kind of get a rundown of what he thinks the Raiders offseasons look like, uh, what he thinks their window, their winning window is with Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, and the, the people that he has around them, uh, what he thinks that the, the window looks like and, and where they still need to improve the team. You know, this has been one of those off seasons where there's been a lot of moving and shaking going on in the AFC West, and every team's got to go out there and put their best foot forward. And so the Raiders have been, in my opinion, doing a really good job putting putting some pieces in place. And so what do they still need to do? What do they need to do in free agency? What do they need to do in the draft? So we'll talk with uh, Austin Gale coming up at 4 o'clock 
all about that. And again, we should be signing off around 4:30. But uh, if we don't, that's okay too. We'll stick. We'll stick. Uh, we'll stick on and keep on talking. That's a little okay. extra time. I'm okay with extra time. I'm fine with extra time. So now that you know the guest lineup: Ed Graney, Dane Brugler, and Austin Gale. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. And before I get into the opening drive, I just have to read this text on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 from James and Henderson. How is DeMond going to ask for an audition when he don't have no audition tape? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying... What a great point. How are you going to be asking for audition tapes when there is no evidence ever that you even have ever held a basketball, let alone play the game? That listen, is a great question. Listen here, James and Henderson. Hear me and hear me good. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. I ain't got to explain nothing to you. I'm the coach, player, and GM of this team. So if you want to be on this team, James and Henderson, you know what? You're not even allowed to cheer for my team anymore. You know what? You can be on Team Q. I don't need you. My audition tape. Don't, don't question my bona fides. Because what's understood don't need to be explained. Okay. How many how many movie lines are you going to use in this in this little dialogue that you got going here? Doesn't matter. It really does. Because I think that I just heard, I want to say that I just heard, what's uh what's his name? Uh uh Lawrence Fishburne. I think I just heard like three Lawrence Fishburne lines all in the same in the same dialogue. Am I right? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. James, that was a great way to get him ruffled and get him get him going, man. I do appreciate that. So for the opening drive, I wanted to throw out the question. You always, always like to bring a topic to the table. 69187, keyword R&R. That's the Salmon Ash text line. That's one way you can reach us. Of course, the Raider Nation listener line as well at 702-365-9200. We talked about the offseason. We talked about the moves that the Raiders have made. I particularly think they've done a really good job. I think Dave Ziegler and company have been just really kind of moving like ninjas in the night, you know, real kind of quietly, but efficiently, you know, making everything, making everything really go put together a pretty good roster. And we're still two weeks out from the NFL draft. It's going to be right here in Vegas. It's going to be fantastic. Side note on the draft. I saw a video from Paloma Villacana, who we have on the show, and they're putting the stage together in the fountain and the way that they're doing it right now. And I retweeted it was like, man, that's dope. <laughs> I mean, that's just the, the best way I could describe it. It is going to be dope. There's already road closures. There's already lanes closures just so they can get this thing put together. But I'll tell you right now, the NFL draft in Las Vegas, I encourage, I've been encouraging everyone to make sure that they make their way here, will be like no other. There's been some fantastic drafts. I've been at some of them. Chicago was great. Philadelphia, fantastic. Nashville, even better. Arlington, it was aight. You know, I mean, it just I've been to some really good drafts. I haven't been to New York. I haven't been to the mall. I'm not going to ever claim that I have. Didn't go to Cleveland. I wasn't there virtually. I just watched it on TV like the rest of us. This one in Las Vegas? This draft in Las Vegas? Psh, bruh. It's going to be second to none. I mean, you see them building this stage in the fountain. Exactly. Like, for this to even be possible, I remember when they said it a few years ago, they, the draft's in Vegas, it's going to take place on the water. And I remember thinking, get out of here. Man. But they said that's the red carpet? Right. Yeah. It's going down. I cannot wait. Credentials locked and loaded. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to... I, I, there's a lot that we got planned here, so uh, make sure you stay tuned on Raider Nation Radio 920. Need to get a suit. For all the draft coverage that we're going to have. It's going to be fantastic. But getting back to the show topic... What grade 
would you give the Raiders currently for the offseason that they've had? Now, we know there's no participation trophies. There's no participation ribbons. You don't win championships in Lombardi's in April or May. You got to win them throughout the course of the season when you get to the playoffs, get to the Super Bowl. That's the only way you're going to win it. I get it. Not trying to, trying to crown them as the greatest team ever. I just want to know what your thoughts are on the moves that the Raiders have made. They extended Derek Carr on Wednesday. I know some folks look at the contract and say, oh, my God, what are they doing? Other people take a deep dive into the contract, and we've talked about this contract in pretty great length, to realize that it's a very fair deal, I think, for Carr and for the Raiders. I think that they found their sweet spot, and he's happy. The team's happy. That's all I really care about is, is both sides are happy, as happy as they can be. They both agreed to it, and they're moving on. So you know Carr's locked in. You know Crosby's extended. You know Chandler Jones is in the mix. Adams is in the mix. You're starting to see the, the, the players that the Raiders have signed on the defensive side of the ball. Starting to see what the plan looks like. You know, we didn't really know what Patrick Graham's defense was going to look like, but all of a sudden they started signing all that beef up front. We're like, okay, we're getting an idea. Stopping the run is going to be a big key. These big boys up front got to do some work, you know? And so you're starting to see how things can come together. So I want to know what grade you would give the Raiders offseason so far. And then what do you feel that they still need to do? Do they need to go and add a piece or two still in free agency before the draft comes around? Do they, are they good with just holding out until the draft and maybe making a couple free agent signings after the draft and going along with what they, you know, what they're going to do in the draft? Where are you at? What does your gut feeling tell you? And the reason I ask this question to Raider Nation is because Raider Nation is a very intelligent fan base. They know what they're looking at. They know what their team should look like. Starting to feel how this thing is supposed to look once it comes together. So that's why I asked you, Raider Nation, what do you feel like this team needs to do? And what are their offseason? What is their grade that you would give them their offseason so far? 702-365-9200. Who's up first? Juan the Smasher. Juan the Smasher right here in town. What's on your mind, Juan? Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? What's going on? Hey, man, I'm chilling. Man, hell yeah. Hey, to give these guys a grade, I'll say an A++++. You feel Ooh, me? Whoa. Man, hey, I'm just saying, i never seen an offseason like this, bro. We got Adams. Man, I was counting the table for this guy. We got him. And now we got this other fool right here on defense. He's going to get some sacks with Mad Max. <laughs> bro, I'm excited. I cannot wait. I'm, I'm Man, I, I'm, I'm already ready to tackle some fools, too, because I used to play football, but I never made it, and it's all good. That's why my Raiders, they're going to make it. You feel me? I don't care what nobody thinks, Q. We're going all the way. And, I'm hey, and, 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 like, to put an icing on the cake, just draft a linebacker. I don't even care what he plays. Weak side, strong side, middle. As long as this fool can tackle. You know what I'm saying? Just draft them. You know what I mean? Hey, we're going all the way, Q. I believe it. Hey, DeMond, and that chunk that's out there in Henderson, don't let this guy talk down on you. Hey, hey, ball that fool up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Hey, get, get him. Hey, get him, bro. If, if you want, I'll bottle him up. I'll shock him for you. You feel me? All right. You got my riders. There you go. Yeah, you got Juan the Smasher who never made it in football, but it's all good. That's what he said. He said he never made it in football. He said he ready to tackle some fools. Yeah, I know. That's that's See, that's the wrong mentality that you guys are going to bring to the basketball court. You guys are going to go out there and think you're a rugby team or something. Go out there. And try I got to, five good ones. Yeah, hey, that's fine. That's fine. That'll be that'll be good. That'll be interesting. <laughs> but uh, I, like, I like Juan said, uh, get a linebacker. Get a linebacker. I do think that a linebacker is an area that needs to be addressed. I do think the Raiders go into – into the draft. I think that's where you get them is in the draft. I don't think you need to grab a linebacker right now, free agency, because they've already done that. 
They've uh, addressed that linebacker position already, and I think that they have some guys that they feel very confident about in that room. But I, I would have no problem with them grabbing a linebacker uh, in the draft, either in the third round, fourth round, fifth round, whatever you're looking at. You know, they have two picks in the fifth round back-to-back. Maybe that's a spot for you, a linebacker that you can, you can kind of develop and don't have to worry about him starting right away. So I like that. I like that. That's, that's, that's good stuff. Now, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you give him an A++. I mean, you could look at – you can look up at a lot of moves and say, okay, this is a good move. This could potentially be a really good move, or maybe it's not. I'll say one one move that I, I, I am questioning still, and I mentioned this on my podcast today, that was the hiring of a special teams coach, uh, Tom McMahon. And that's only because, and, and hey, look, he might end up being the greatest thing ever. But from everything that I read about special teams in Denver and everything that I remember about special teams in Green Bay, they weren't very special. They were, you know, they, they were, they were an area of concern. So I think it's okay to question some moves until you see the results. I think that that for me, that would that would that's that's one area that I look at and say, yeah, let me let me let me wait to see how that shakes out because right now I feel like the Raiders have a really good special teams unit. You know, obviously they have a great punter and and a great field goal kicker. I mean, they, I, I don't have any problem using the word great with both of those guys. Hopefully they you know that that continues to be the to be what it is. And then on top of that, you want to have great kick coverage. And I think an area that they need to really focus in on is field position. I think next year, one of the areas that needs to be improved is where your starting field position is. It's not that often, I get it, that you're able to return kicks. But when you do return kicks, if you can average better than the 25, you're doing something. Because the 25 is given. So if you can get up there around the 30, 35, more consistently than not, then you're doing something. Punt returns, I think Hunter Renfro did a really good job with that. I don't think he's going to be a punt returner this year. I think he's going to be so locked in on And look, this is just me. This is just my gut feeling. I don't know that for a fact. I just think that the way that Josh McDaniels uses the slot receiver, it might not make a lot of sense to put Hunter back there in harm's way. So you might have to bring a dude in that can do that. And that's just a natural progression for a lot of receivers. Right. Once you start making those big-time plays and become a vital part of the offense, right. you see it all the time where it's just like, hey, man, we don't need you to be returning punts anymore. Right. Maybe special times. You know what I mean? Like end of the game or something. You know, sometimes you see – like you would see a Tyreek Hill go back there every once in a while when they wanted a big-time play. Or you saw Deshaun Jackson even later in his career do that. And there's other guys that at one point they did that a lot. But, yeah, we don't really want you to do that. Oh, well, we need a really big play. Go ahead and, and take a shot. Maybe that's what you do. Because, again, I always thought Hunter was going to take one to the house. And he did take one to the house, and he got called back on penalty. And I thought the penalty was BS. <laughs> but I always – and he used to be here on the show, and I used to tell him, like, I, dude, I know you got one in you. You're going to bring one to the house. He was – I mean, he's just that guy. He gets in open space, and he's just – he's shifty. He's just damn good. He's just damn good at what he does. So that's, that's one area that I, I think needs improvement. And, obviously, you can't improve on that until you get to training camp and they actually start working. But that's an area that I'm going to look at. How do you take that next step? How does your return game get better than it was even a year ago? Let's get another call in real quick. 702-365-9200. Who's up next? Slow Jam James. Slow Jam James, welcome to the show. How are you doing? My man, what's going on with you? <laughs> I can never get over that. What's up, man? <laughs> not, not a whole lot. Uh, also, this is a.k.a. James and Henderson. So, oh, boom! <laughs> so... Let me, let me just say, I, I got much love for, for my man, DeMond. I, 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 you know, he's got all the confidence in the world. He's got all the smoke. But you know what they say about the biggest talkers and the moon father confidence? It doesn't exactly equal talent. So 
I, I hope he can show up and do what he does, but yeah, I, I, I gotta see something. And right now we're not seeing nothing. Facts. But, but anyway, let me just get to real quick my draft grade or my, my free agency grade. And I would say it's a B plus only because for me, I didn't seem very wild with what they've done on the offensive line just yet. Mm. So for right now, I would say B plus. But when I look at the draft, you know, I think there's still some talent there. Um, in the offensive line at both guard and tackle. There's talent there at linebacker, and there's talent there at defensive tackle. So, for me, I'm hoping that they go they go there. But, again, much love to DeMond. He's my guy, but come on, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> there you go. I'll tell, right, you, James. I'll tell you right now, man, Slow Jam James knows what he's doing. He knows who he's rocking with. He's trying to be nice to you, but he knows who he's rocking with. I'll say this on a side note, though, and I tell you all the time, I used to, I used to do Slow Jams back in the day in Fresno, California at Q97. I used to... Slow it down. It's time to turn off the light. You know what I mean? Like, I got all sexy with it. <laughs> hey, dog. Slow Jam James would kill it. He would kill it, man. He would absolutely kill it because I killed it. I killed it, man. And it was tough at first because, you know, I had a lot of energy. And you can't have a lot of energy when you're doing the Slow Jam show. You know, the, 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 the ladies don't want you to be a fast dude in the Slow Jam show. You know, they want you to – they don't want that energy. They wanted to, you know, low and slow. Thinking about the Kanye song with, uh, yeah, you know, Slow yeah, Jam. Yeah, yeah, Jamie Fox, you think ladies all fast, man? Ooh, right, ooh. right, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, let's see, that, that's that's matter of fact, I used to play that song in the Slow Jam show. But Slow Jam James, he would kill it. He would absolutely kill it. But uh, I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that assessment of it because again, the offensive line, and that's an area that I think needs to needs to be improved as well. You know, and, and continue to develop. You know, just get some more competition in there so these guys can go out there compete and put the best five out there you've got to have a solid offensive line 225 is the time what would you give the Raiders as far as an offseason grade and where do you think they still need improvement let me know about it we'll ask our next guest that's Ed Grady from ESPN Las Vegas our sister station and also the Review Journal this is Raider Nation Radio 920 that was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Got this tweet from Aaron. Said, I've been impressed how the Raiders have been moving in silence. This is the first time it feels professional. So, obviously, A, that's what a grade he would give them this offseason so far. Then he said, the most important thing, next offensive line, cornerback, linebacker, in that order. So, the areas that they still need to address, offensive line, cornerback, linebacker, in that order. Again, that's according to Aaron on Twitter. This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Joining us now on the phone line from our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, and also from the Las Vegas Review Journal is our guy, Ed Graney. And, Ed, we do appreciate your time, as always, my man. Thank and you. I wanted to, uh, wanted to ask you, man, you were at the Derek Carr presser yesterday. We were in the media room together until I went upstairs to the studio, but... Uh, what did you think of what did you think of what Derek had to say in particular where he said, hey, if if they didn't give me a contract extension, if it was only one year, then I was going to play on that one year and call it a day. I mean, he seemed pretty OK. And as a matter of fact, that he was willing to just play on that one year, regardless of what the contract looked like. Yeah, we talked about this this morning. And, you know, I don't know if anyone knows him well enough in the media to see he's disingenuous. So I'm going to take him at his word and that it had not worked out. He would have played on the year. Look. He obviously loves being a Raider. He obviously wants to be there for the duration of his career. Sometimes that works out, sometimes that doesn't. But I do think this guy's a bit different uh, in terms of other 
let's say, le- players at his level um, for his love and devotion to the team. Um, now, again, one day that might be tested. We know there's a no trade, but that might be tested eventually. But for now, I take him at his word, and if, he, if it was one year, he would have played on the one year. I don't know if anyone would have liked that, maybe the team, but I know he wouldn't have liked it. I'm sure his agent wouldn't have liked it. So, you know, I mean, it was interesting he said that. I know uh, when the question was asked, he, he didn't even pause before he answered it. Right. No, he didn't. He didn't. It was just as a matter of fact that, hey, you know, whatever it would have been, it would have been, and I would have played on it, and he had no guaranteed money. And so that's that, that was really interesting to me because, I mean, I just don't see a quarterback going out there at all and play with no guaranteed money because you just never know what's going to happen. Now, as far as you mentioned the team was going to like, uh, you know, if he had gone out there and played on one-year deal, when you look at the contract, and I don't, I don't really, you know, d- deep dive into what the, the money is and how much money is going in his pocket and how much isn't, but it looks like it's a very team-friendly deal as well as a somewhat friendly Derek Carr deal. What did you think of just the contract, the way it was structured? Well, on the basis of it, it's really a team-friendly deal. And, and when I look at these things, the only thing I look at is really over time, the only thing that matters is the guaranteed money. That's really the only thing. You know, you see these numbers thrown out there. It's like, okay, but how much are you really guaranteed? Um, Look, if you look at the contract, they left themselves an out after one year. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, huge plus for that team um, to gauge, you know, how they mix with him, how he, they, you know, he mixes with them, they mix with him this year. I, I have no doubt. I, mean, I put it at like, you know, I don't know, 90% that, you know, before, you know, three days after the Super Bowl next year, the next year we picked up, I don't think they would move right. on from him. He'd have to be really bad this year, and they'd have to be really bad, and I just don't think that's possible. But – you do have to include that in the storyline. That's part of the narrative. They have an out. They can either move on from him or can try to trade him. Now, with the no trade, he'd have some power there. That goes back to the situation of, okay, how, long, how, how do you really much want to be a Raider if that ever came up? But I think he's going to get to the second year of it. What they've essentially done is they've given themselves three one-year deals. Um, and if he gets, you know, next year he'd get 40 because it'd be 33 plus the seven on the next year. If they catch him, I think that will happen for him. And that's a lot of money, but... It's a team-friendly deal, like I wrote this morning, the sweet spot. You know, it's much sweeter for the Raiders right now than it is for him because essentially this is somewhat of an audition, you know. Like I said, they, I think they, they don't really know what they have in him, and he doesn't know them completely. So we'll see what happens this year. But I'd be just shocked if they didn't uh, roll into a second year with it. There's a lot of weird things that have to happen this year if that ever happens. Ed, he talked about learning his lesson from the last contract he signed and wanting mm-hmm. to be able to keep all of, not just his friends, but the players around that matter on this team. Do you see another extension, maybe for a Wallow or a Renfro, happening this offseason? Yeah, I mean, well, I think Renfro more often because he's got one and Waller's got two. And the interesting thing is going to be Waller. Um, you know, at his spot, he's underpaid. A lot of people are wondering, a lot of people wondering, like Derek, you know, would he show up? Um it's sort of easy to show up to off-season conditioning this early. I, I you know, when, when when guys really kind of push the envelope, it's later in the summer uh, when they tend to push the envelope with these kind of things. But I think Renfro might get done even before the season. Waller, I'm not so sure about because the length of his deal that's left. But you know, Derek, look, Derek essentially took less for these things to happen. But again, he's really only guaranteed 25. Right. Um, they could have guaranteed him more and still taken care of guys. Um, so I think those were totally separate. I think it's something you say at the press conference. Um, not that he doesn't want his guys taken care of. I mean, he definitely does. And he definitely wants to play those guys with those guys. But it wasn't a case where, look, you're only getting 25 or we can't take care of the other guys. That's, that, that's not the case. So they, I go back to the original point of I think they could have guaranteed him more 
but this is a feeling out process, and I do think the other guys are going to, I think Renfer will get done, and Waller's the one to look at, DeMond, because he's got two years, and it'll really be interesting what they think of Darren Waller. You know, Ed, it's funny, I wanted to ask you about uh, Hunter Renfro, because he said multiple times in the presser that, you know, other guys like Hunter, if that gets done, I mean, like, he always included if that gets done or if that gets taken care of. Did that, did you take away anything from that, or was that just, was that just Derek speak? It might have just been Derek's view. I actually found it interesting the first time he listed off guys, he didn't include Waller. Right. Um, you know, what he say? He said Renfro. Foster. Foster. Yep. Um, he said other guys that might get taken care of. And then he came back to it later. Maybe he thought about it. He's like, well, I better throw Darren in here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think Renfro gets done. Um, you know, obviously there's no option on him because he wasn't a first-round pick. So I think he gets done. And I, I'm more interested in Waller. I'm far more confident that Renfro gets done and then we might see on Waller what they really think of Waller, what they really have in a tight end. I mean, you know, these guys are, they had a great, you know, there was a great, great Hall of Fame tight end in a long time in New England for them. Right. Um, but so I don't really know what he thinks of the position. I know he likes the slot receiver a lot. That's why I think Renfro has a you know good future with them. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the tight end, I'm not so sure yet. Um, he's, you know, for market value, he's probably underpaid. And I'm sure his agent is telling him that. Um, so that, that'll be interesting. I mean, I'm interested to see what they do in the draft. You know, they do, they try to get back in and if they try to get back in, they're probably gonna have to give up a player. Right. So, um, that, you know, I, I think, I think Renfro gets done. Talking right now with Ed Granny from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, also the Las Vegas Review-Journal here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Last, last question about Derek Carr's contract. You know, and Vic Tafer pointed this out uh, yesterday afternoon, that basically if you look at the guarantees that are in Carr's contract, uh, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, there's an out after the first year, but it's about $60 million in three years. And if you look at the right. guarantees that are in Devontae Adams' contract, it's about three years, 60-something million dollars. Yeah. Is that the Raiders telling not only the public but telling the team – We've got a three-year window to go and get this done. Yeah, I think that's what they'd want more than anything. I mean, look, we're talking about they have an out. There's no, they want him to be good. Right. I mean, they want him to be great. They want him to be great. They want to win with him. And, and believe me, if he wins really, really big, they'll have no problem giving him 121 or whatever the, the contract's worth. They'll have no problem with that. Um, I think the one year was I don't know if they're completely sold yet because that was a very strange you know, deal where it was only one year really guaranteed. But I do think in a perfect world that these guys have three years to get it together and to go because at the end of the day, as you know, and we said this often on our morning show, you know, the lifespan of coaches in, in front office is, what, three to four years if you don't get it going. So I think they're saying, look, we're going to get this done for three years and we're going to put these guys together and see what happens. I think in a perfect world they get something big done in three years and then everyone's happy and everyone gets their guaranteed money and everyone gets paid. That's what matters. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> All right, Ed, uh, you might not have that many thoughts on it, but I've got to go to it. UNLV quarterback Dumb Brumfield. Doug Brumfield. Dumb, dumb Doug? No, Is that what you no. called him, Dumb Doug? No wonder he's transferring. <laughs> Doug Brumfield announced that he's entering the transfer portal. And obviously, I think Coach Arroyo, I, lo- I looked at a clip, and it looked like he wasn't going to miss him that much. Do you think that it's a good sign that this program just keeps turning over quarterback after quarterback each year? Well, I want to see the Tennessee kid play first, and then I'll tell you I can answer the question because I think he's the quarterback now. And look, I mean, you don't if you're Doug Brumfield, you know, you you've gone through spring, you've probably been in meetings, you've probably seen how it's going, and you want to play somewhere. So that that's why there's thousands of kids in all the portals and all the sports, and you know they just they want to play. And if you think a kid's coming in and going to take a few years of uh, away from your your eligibility, then you know you're going to move on. I think Doug 
you know, when you leave a school like UNLV in terms of their football program, heck, you might even end up at an FCS level and play. Um, you know, you're not, you're not coming from Alabama. Uh, you're not even coming from Tennessee where, you know, obviously their quarterback is now and where he came from. So, you know, I, I don't fault Doug. I mean, it's a very small, you know, essentially even with the COVID year, I mean, we know as well as anyone, like years go by fast, time flies. So, you know, if you, if you have a fear, or not even a fear, but a thought that you're not the guy for a while, um, you know, you go in the portal, and the portal has worked for tons and tons of kids. So it's not a surprise to me. I mean, now they have Cam Friel also, and I think he'll be the backup, even if he was the freshman of the year last year. And we'll see what Cam Friel does. Guys, guys get nervous when they're not playing. And, um, you know, listening to Coach Arroyo's thoughts, um, I'll just take away that I think he's very happy with who's in the quarterback room now. All right, Ed, now to the very most important topic on this Uh-oh. show right now. The basketball talk, Ed. Can we even, can we finish with Raiders? Oh no! You got, I thought you said we were done with the Raiders. No, I said with car contract. Go ahead. Oh, that was no, 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 no. We got more Raider talk. Let's get to that Raider talk. All right, we'll get to are the we, basketball. Are we great in the off season? Yes, yes, we are great in the off season. I wanted because this is the, this is my thing. I feel like this this organization in this front office has been making moves. They haven't been real loud and boisterous about it, but they've been making very solid moves. And it feels like, and this is just a feel that I'm getting. That it's a it's a stable off season where there's no drama where it feels like there's been drama in the past and I'm not trying to crap on the the, the previous regime it just feels different right so I just want to get your thoughts from the you know outside looking in how you felt that this off season's gone so far I think you hit it on the head you, there's been no contentiousness there's been no drama even when they've made big splashes you know they just kind of release it and say this is what we've done. You know, we haven't heard a ton of from those guys, and that might be a little the Patriot way also, but I don't think anyone cares about that as long as they put together a team and win. Uh, you know, how often they deal with us, you know, is, is up to them, and I, I just think that, you know, um, they've done really well. I can't give them an A until they fix the offensive line, or until they Agreed. do more. Agreed. I just I can't do that. I can give them a B plus, um, but I can't give them an A until the offense. I just don't think, you know, you just you just committed to your quarterback at least for a year, um, you have to keep him standing straight up, and I don't know if they – well, they haven't done much at all, so I don't know if there's still something in the working. I know there's a couple tackles and guards still out there that were kind of top 100 and pro football focused that are still out there. There's obviously the draft, although third to fifth round, not you'd really have to hit on a guy who's going to come in and make a big difference on third to fifth round. You know, never mind if they, you know, last to the last day with the late, late rounds. Um, but I'll give him a B plus. I, I like what they've done a lot. Uh, no, like you said, no fanfare, very professional. They just kind of go about their business, um, you know, and, and it's low load, which what you said, Q, it's drama. And that's the best thing you can ask for. You don't want a lot of drama in April. No, <laughs> um, that's, that's the worst thing. You don't want anyone, you know, going off or saying crazy things or being boisterous or whatever in April. Nobody wants that. No, no, not at all. What did you think about Darius Phylon? He uh, actually visited with the Raiders yeah. today and, uh, you know, he's the guy who got injured at the end of the season last year. Yeah. Well, they know, you know, I'm sure they know enough about him. I'm talking to people and, and, and watching them, and, 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 you know, they brought him back in. They, you know, what, what I, I would think that's a depth spot. Um, uh, you can tell me, you know, that, you know that line well. I mean, is it a depth spot? I mean, he knows, you know, he knows the organization. Um, right. So that's interesting that they brought him in. Um, but, they, you know, they need, they, they need, you know, as much help as they can along, along with the, within, inside and the tackles. So, you know, I, I, don't, I haven't heard, maybe you've heard if they signed him or they just brought him in. Yeah, they just brought him in so far. But, uh, you know, I think it's a, a good sign that they brought him in because with the injury at the end of the season, I thought it was pretty much a done deal that he wasn't going to be back. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a good sign that they brought him in and maybe he's healthy now. And like I said, there's another one where, 
it's put on Twitter and there's a few comments, but you know, there's not a huge amount made of it. And that's what I like about these guys. They, you know, they just kind of bring guys in and obviously Twitter always finds out everything. And <laughs> lets it, right. Lets it go out. But you know, they're, I like what they've done, man. I think they've had a really, really good off season. I just really hope they address the offensive line. And if they don't dress the offensive line, then I really hope they can coach the guys up. And maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, maybe they've watched them on film. Maybe they've talked to a lot of people and they really think there's ways to improve them. Um, and we'll see. And if they can do that and, you know, the offensive line improves a lot, I mean, that offense can be spectacular. All right, Ed, it's been said that you think I'm a bad GM for the team that I've assembled. <laughs> so where do we go to improve this team? And, you know, what do you bring to the table? On. Everybody's, everybody's on, on trial now. I have absolutely been misquoted on that. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. And in my business, you don't misquote people. Um, no, I've, I've talked to enough people and, and, and gone over it in my head enough to where I think we're major underdogs. Some things were pointed out to me yesterday um, about the team that might come into play here uh, if, we, if this game actually came off. The one thing I do want more than anything, if this ever happened, was Kevin Kruger was on Cofield yesterday, and he wants to sit in the stands and make notes on all of us. So nice. I think that would be absolutely hilarious. Um, he definitely wants to challenge Bischoff for the analytics of how we all play, uh, which would be a complete nightmare, I think, for all of us. Right. In terms of, you know, be basketball coach watching us do anything athletically. Right. Um, but, you know, the, th- the hard part is because, you know, I think we decided at the, at, the dra- at the car thing yesterday, they have to be Lotus employees. So um, we're going to take Sam Gordon out immediately. We're going to take, <laughs> thank God. We'll move him to the side. I don't know who else we can, add, you know, we can add. I don't, I don't know anyone's games. I don't know how talented they are. But Damon, I think we're underdogs. I think I, I definitely think we're underdogs. There, there's no doubt about that. But Ed, I was telling him at the beginning of the show how much that became part of the conversation yesterday at Cars Media Session. How, yes. how? I mean, that was a huge topic with everybody. Yes, and even Case Kiefer, who's not an employee, came in and. Yep. You know, Adam said we can't take Case because case of his, his temper. He gets a little riled up. Um, so I couldn't draft him, you know, to combat Sam. But uh, we'll see. Like I said, I, 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 my bracket starts with Q at the top. Um, I've said that. And then after that, I don't know. I mean, I, um, I, uh, I, I've, I played with some of those guys. I played with Adam. I played with Cofield. Um, that's probably it. I've never played with Bischoff. I've never played with Jared um, uh, or, or anyone else. So I, I can kind of break down the guys I played with, and I think it'd be tough sledding for us. <laughs> tough sledding? There he goes. Yeah, there Ed, it is. You're being too nice to the competition ranking Q. About your, your running mate, Tyler, said he's the best in the company. You don't believe He doesn't him? even drive himself to work. <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm just going to stay with my number one seat. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, I have to work with the kid from 7 to 10 every day. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> breaking the imaginary clipboard over my knee right now. Come on, Ed. You know what DeMond said earlier is that at the point this game actually happens, he's going to walk out in a suit and be like, oh, my ankle hurts. I'm not actually going to play. Just coach DeMond today. You're, you're going to be the coach? See? Player, coach, and GM. Ed, don't worry. In a, a suit. That means I'm he's a, not playing. Because <laughs> I might not even need to take off. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you know, Ed. yeah, if that happens, it's really going quick. <laughs> right, exactly. It's going to be a wrap. Yeah, I've been finding out through the, uh, you know, through the little inner channels that uh, Tyler has played basketball in the last week or so, but doesn't drive himself to work. And then I found out he was at the baseball game yesterday instead of being in studio. So there you go. 
Oh. Yeah, oh. That's, a, that's, that, that, that's, that's a point of contention for management. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, I mean, you know, I'm glad I know a guy. <laughs> well, well, Ed, I mean, fantastic stuff as always, man. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, what you got coming out on, uh, on the Review Journal? And, of course, what's going on in the press box? Review Journal, we're going to stay on top of the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm going to have a column on uh, scoreboard watching, which for their fans and coaches they've never done before. And had a great conversation. Pete DeBoer admitted to me he's an absolute refresher of his iPhone. And he's very superstitious. So mm. if he's watching a game and the wrong team's winning, he turns off his phone. He doesn't turn it on until the game. He knows the game's over, which I thought was really bizarre. Wow. But, yeah. but you know, I mean, he's he's like all of us. He scoreboard watches. And then um, you know, we went over the car contract, and I'm sure we'll keep that up in the press box uh, coming up in the next few days. Nice, nice. Well, you keep those guys in in line, man. You know, you never know what's going to pop up. But I know if anyone's got it under control, you got it under control. You'll hold them. You'll hold it down for me. I appreciate you. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys. All right, there he goes. Ed Grady from our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. Always great to catch up with him. Also, the Review Journal does a fantastic job uh, putting out some great stuff. And that is funny uh, to hear about the coach, uh, you know, scoreboard watching, but then turns his phone off if things aren't going the way he wants it. I like it, though. I really do like it. I also like to give stuff away. So why don't we go ahead and look for call number nine right now. Going to get you hooked up with a $50 gift card right now. $50 gift card to Vegas Sports and Hockey, open in Centennial. That's going to get you in to win the grand prize, which includes a two-night stay accommodation, the 28th and 29th at the TI, where I'll be tomorrow. So you definitely want to come by and hang out. Uh, there'll be parking, dinner at Gully, uh, Gillies at Las Vegas. All that hookup you're going to get, all you got to do is be calling number 9, 702-365-9200. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Just got a couple minutes before the top of the hour when we get to cover three NFL news and notes of the day. Been throwing out the question, what grade would you give the Raiders offseason so far? And let me just say, we had Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, and the Las Vegas Review Journal. We just had him on the last segment, if you missed it. He gave the Raiders a B plus. And let me tell you, there is no team favorism at all from Ed. There is no, well, you know, we're the flagship station, so I got to say something nice. I mean, Ed's going to call it like he sees it. If it was a terrible offseason, he'd be like, man, it's a fail. They failed. If it was an okay offseason, he'd say, oh, maybe a C. For Ed Graney to give the Raiders a B-plus for their offseason, I think that that, mean, that that shows a lot. Slow Jams James hit us up and said a B-plus, and he gave the exact same reasons. I, I really I really respect – that's why, again, I mentioned before, I really respect what Raider Nation has to say because even your biggest fan, for the most part, 99.9% of the fans that call in or whatever, listen to the show on the regular, are pretty realistic about the team. And saying the B-plus area, I think that's fair. And because that B-plus, it comes with everyone knowing that one area that still needs to be addressed mm-hmm. that is a bit of a concern. It's the offensive line. It isn't like, hey, I don't know about Carr. I don't know if Devontae Adams was going right. to be that good. Everyone brings it back to, yeah, but the offensive line, they haven't made that many key additions. Right. Six, and nine, that's fair. Yeah, it is. Very much so. 69187, keyword R&R, Peg Lake Raider said, my offseason grade so far, B-plus. If they get a starting caliber guard or tackle in the draft, depending on where Leatherwood ends up, or a corner who can compete with Rock for the starting job. I'll give him an A. Really happy, happy with where they're at. Still have, feel, uh, still have a few things to go. I agree. I love the fact that everyone is really so focused and, and locked in. Now, you know, of course, we had, we had Juan the Smasher hit us up and say A++. But that's cool. He's a little hyped. He's a little excited. But that's okay. That's fine. That's fun. I, I have no problem with that. 
Hold on, before we go any further, somebody on the text line done went too far. Uh-oh. Damon's team went from underdogs to favorites by saying he wasn't going to play. <laughs> LOL. They got better when they took you out? You went too far. Man, that's funny. That is hilarious. And it's the, the funny thing about this game, <laughs> it's a team thing now, but it honestly started out as one-on-one, me and Damon. That, that's how this whole thing started. And I was going to wear you out. And I still will. We still need – I'll guard you. No, please do. Yeah, please but we need do. to see, you know, the measure of a team No, player, we don't. You know? We don't need to see that. I don't care about that. Because one-on-one, you know, I'm, I got the burner on me. Switch, switch, switch. Well, go on with it you then. You know, and I, then hey. if you don't even get to touch the ball, that ain't fair for nobody. Look, if you got a burner on you, then you're clear to go to Mexico, man. They say that you can't travel and, and visit Mexico unless you got a burner phone on you. That's what they say. You know, everybody in the stands that's on Team Q will be like, you did this. It's all good. You did. This. You know, this is the 30 uh, year anniversary of White Man Can't Jump. They're going to say after this, after we whoop you and wear you out, they're going to say, Damon can't hoop. You were that close to hitting the rim. You were that close, Damon. See, the thing is, I got receipts. I got records. There's folks out there that have seen me play ball. Call them up then. Oh, we'll see, call now, up, right? now you, I've, no. never, I've never heard about these records and receipts until now. No, I'm saying I. I, I have not been shame and, and shy at all about saying that I could play. Well, why is, hold on. Why is it different when I say I can play? Because there was actually someone on the phone that I asked it, who she you said, talking about. who said she was your 12-year friend. She's been friends with you for 12 years, and she said, in her words, she went to the games that you were a captain of and never saw you on the court. That goes for something. That don't count. I mean, I could go through my phone right now and randomly find someone and be like, hey, did you ever see me play ball? And they'll let you know. So I guarantee Is you. Yes or no question. I guess no, no. It's, do do they need to be like I don't remember that time? They can elaborate the behind the backpack. No, because ain't nobody gonna remember it like that. Call, call, call my man Daniel. I used to go to the courts and play with him all the time. Go, go ask Daniel. Matter of fact, Raider Joe from San Ramon, and that's why I said Daniel because Daniel lives in San Ramon. Uh, there's a great park there in, in San Ramon Central Park where they used to hoop all night long. People would go from far and wide to get there. They, uh, I think it's a skate park now. It's, it's, ter- it's terrible that they they closed down the courts. But that was the man. That was the spot. But Raider Joe from San Ramon said, "We need to focus more on our secondary. I love the D line, but the secondary needs more work." Good stuff right there. Two fifty eight to time. Raider Nation, we'll still hear from you. We have no problem with that. Seven zero two three six five nine two hundred six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. That is the Sam and Ash text line. Let us know what grade would you give the Raiders offseason so far and. Where do you think that they still need the most work, either right now or during the draft? We're live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.